Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. New Year's resolutions are just hard to keep up with, but saving money is easy at savewithconrad.com. Wouldn't 2022 be easier with lower monthly payments? Get the best rate you've ever had, pay off your credit card debt, and even get the cash you need right now at savewithconrad.com. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to get started, and you can even skip your next two house payments at savewithconrad.com. Find out how much money you can save for free at savewithconrad.com. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to DDP Snake Pit. And of course, we couldn't do it without a pair of Hall of Famers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program, Mr. Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake, how are you, man? Wonderful. Wonderful, man. Well, glad to have you here. And of course, we couldn't do it. We saved the best for last, maybe. Diamond Dallas Page. DDP, how are you, man? Relentless, bro. It's like the movie. It's like the documentary on Amazon Prime. Bada boom. <laughs> always always advertising always chilling i like it we yeah. <laughs> uh we're having a lot of fun here i can't believe we're, we're five episodes deep but i feel like every other comment i see dallas is about you pulled off maybe the ultimate christmas coup a surprise <laughs> engagement slash wedding a surprise wedding what in the world what's the deal here dude <laughs> the uh my lady that i'm with you know you know her first name is Paige. And, and that, that's, that, that's how I met her too. I was going to a uh, TSA line 12 years ago in May, this coming up May, no, 10 years ago, this coming up May and Arthur's video had gone viral. That's when it went originally viral in May of, uh, of, uh, 12, 2012 and beautiful woman in front of me. And I'm just, you know, looking at her as I'm putting stuff <clears throat> on the, uh, rack. And she looks back at me and she's like, Hey, are you friends with Ira Dean? And Ira Dean's a country star. And uh, I was staying with him that weekend for a charity event I was doing. And she says, uh, I said, yeah, I just spent the weekend with him. She goes, you're Paige, right? Because that's my original first name. And I said, well, yeah. She goes, so am I. I go, what do you mean, so are you? She goes, my name's Paige, too. And I went, oh, really? You know, and uh, that's that's crazy. And then uh, at some point, I found out her last name was McMahon. Wow. <laughs> Don't figure that. When I told Jericho that, when I was at AEW, the night I, you know, my last match that I did, and when I told Jericho that, 
he burst out laughing, man. It was so funny. So we didn't, you know, we didn't, we exchanged numbers and we dated a little bit and then, you know, we stopped and I didn't see her for a long time. And then I, 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 I and when I got divorced and, you know, I was, uh, you know, just on Facebook, I came across her. We started talking again and we talked for like three months and, and then we finally got together. Uh, and that was December 9th of, uh, 2019. And it was at this place called the dwell. That's where we met. So I knew now we, from that on, you know, we went through COVID together and everything. And, uh, I knew that eventually I was going to marry her. I just knew it. And, she didn't want to get married. And then, so I just kind of left it off. And then she did, you know, and it got on her mind. And I was like, well, at some point I'm going to marry you. So at some point, some, at some point this year, uh, meaning 2021. And she was like, you're not going to tell me when I go, nah, I'll let you know. Cause I know she's not one of those frills. Look at his face again. Yeah. She's Paige is an ultra She's a, she's an ultra athlete. She was a, and they call it adventure athlete where you run a hundred miles, you put a backpack on your back and you run through the Canyon in six and a half days. She ran 170 miles, Holy cow. like that kind of stuff. She's climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, Mount Fuji. Like she's a stud and she's not like, like she don't even, she, she don't even really like to go shopping you know, for clothes and stuff. She'll do it online, but she's not one of those chicks who like to do that. So I knew she wasn't really into it. And she was like, if we get married, let's just get the justice of peace. And the big thing was she didn't want a big diamond ring. She's not into that. She wants to go to Antarctica. The perfect woman. <laughs> she wants to go to Antarctica. And so, you know, I, I believe in giving people who are, that I really care about love, you know, what they want, not given what I think they want. So she, she, we were talking, you know, about, about, about six, six months before it. And I said, well, start to put together a list of people that you would want. So she gave me the short list, which is the family. And then the, the first list of kids she grew up with, people she grew up with and, you know, people that she hadn't seen in forever. And she just gave me the list and I just let it go. And then around four months out, my daughter, Brittany, Brittany page is we, we call it ask Brittany. If we have a question, it's either ask Steve, you or ask Brittany and Brittany's around us all the time. And she is, she knows really smart, but she, if she don't know it, she's going to find out just like you do. And I said, listen, baby, I want to, I want to do the dwell. I've already called them. I'm renting out. This is a boutique hotel. I'm renting out the whole, the whole hotel for family. I'm going to take care of everybody. And I want you to put together this Christmas wedding, but no one can know. And man, I can't tell you how many times I almost said something, but didn't bit my tongue. And then everyone's, you know, all my buddies are like, like, what's a man you gotta, you know, you're excited. I'm like, no, I'm not going to be excited till I get her in the room and didn't run into anybody. Like as once I get her in the room, I know we're going to get changed. So I came up with this idea, my buddy Ira, right? I called him up. He couldn't make the wedding because he was on the road and uh, he's you know, singing and stuff. And so I said, you're going to have a red and white 
Christmas party. It's not going to be real. I just went in case Paige talks to you, you know, I'm making up an invitation. It's being sent to our house from Nashville. And you're going to, in that new house you got, you're throwing a big red and white Christmas party. He started laughing. He's like, okay. So we get the invitation and, you know, and Brittany says, oh, Ira's having a party up in Nashville. And I'm like, awesome. When is it? She goes, it's on the ninth. That, that's your anniversary. I go, that's awesome. That's tremendous. We'll go up and do that. So, Paige, you know, you know, she really wasn't trying to think about anything. So right before this surprise wedding, I have the biggest Christmas party, you know, you've ever, there's 150, 200 people there. My house is decorated insanely. Am I right, Jake? Damn right. <laughs> insanely. Stores and, don't have uh, as many Christmas things as he does. There was so much work that goes into it. My staff helps, everybody helps, but Paige is like fried and we're getting ready and she gets out of the shower and she comes over and she hugs me and she goes, we're not getting married tonight, are we? <laughs> and I just burst out laughing because she doesn't know it's December 4th. The time's ticking down. And I started laughing. I go, no, but maybe tomorrow. I don't know. And so this was five days later. So now we're driving up to Nashville and when we pack, we're like the Griswolds, man. She's a minimalist. She can get away with a backpack, but now she's learned we bring everything we need, everything we want to have. So we're, we're driving up there and I'm going to look, go, you got to go past Chattanooga to get to Nashville. And I pull off the road. She goes, did you know I had to go to the bathroom? I go, yeah, not really, but you know, I just wanted to go through this way. She goes, are we staying at the dwell? As we're driving up, I go, we're staying at the dwell. Where else would we stay? That's like our place. So when we get there, I have her go to the desk and Harrison, this guy who goes there, he, he, he checks her in. He, he knows us and he knows me and, and he knows what's happening. The whole hotel knows what's happening. And when she comes in, they have this one section curtain off closed for a private party. And they had whatever name was up there. So now she, if she sees that, she sees again, oh, this can't be it. And Harrison rushed us up to our rooms immediately. Now I'm psyched. I'm going to pull this off. This is going to happen. And one of the ideas that Brittany came up with is when we finally, she sees the people and the surprise, it's just a family. So there's a double surprise coming. So she thinks it's just a family when we do it. So we get down there. We're about to walk to the door and a woman steps out with a flash and she takes a picture and she looks at me. She goes, and she sees the curtain start to open. She goes, is this it? Are, are we doing this? I go, we're doing this. And we walk, she just starts crying. She's her dad and brothers, her sister, my family. She's hugging everybody. Eventually, remember, I've never asked her to marry me yet. So I got a white suit on. Oh, I got to tell you this story with the red dress. We were supposed to go to Cannes or Cannes, whatever it's called, uh, for France. To, France for the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, oh, thanks, Jake. Oh, you know, in the second quarter, my new show's coming out, Guardians of Justice. It was in the Cannes International Series Festival, so she brought this awesome red dress and Ooh, cut boy. the back really low really beautiful dress and we couldn't go to Cannes because you had to be vaccinated 
And we're not doing that because we got the antibodies. So bottom line is, friggin', at one point before this, she's going, well, someday I'll get to wear that red dress. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, you will. So I tell her, I want you to wear the red dress for the party. She goes, I can't wear that party, that, that dress for the party. It sinks down too low. It's too sexy. I go, it's perfect. You're wearing that red dress. So she's got the red dress on. I got her white suit on, red shirt. Now, everybody at the party has been told this is a black and white party. You either wear black and white or all white or all black or whatever. So she'll really stand out with this red dress. So everybody's all dressed. I get down on my knee. You got a pillow under the knee so I don't screw my suit up. And thanks to DDP, yoga is able to get up. Thanks to the And uh, what I do. she's crying. She's so happy. So now ah, she's breathing better. We're walking back. And as we come around the corner, surprise, Uh-oh. there's another 100 people there. Rob Van Dam, I was just at his wedding uh, a month before him and uh, Katie Forbes. I just was at, at, the, at their wedding. They both came. Uh, my, 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 one of my daughters, Lexi, is, uh, is, lives with Big Cass. So, you know, Bo William came and uh, Enzo was there and uh, Mark Merrow, uh, Eric Watts, Ice Train, Harold Hogue, and then Gia and uh, um, Ace Austin from... Um, um, from um, uh, to Impact, they were there too. So we had a bunch of wrestlers there, you know, and uh, friends we had. I grew up with, and she grew up with, and it was it was a Thursday night. I didn't expect hardly anybody to show, but there was a uh, hundred people there, and she would say it was the best memory of her life, and that's the reason she wanted to go to Antarctica. That's why she didn't want to have the big ring. She wants she wants memories. She doesn't want like. Like possessions, she wants memories, and as it would turn out, she's called this the uh, the best memory of her life. You know, wow. best moment. So it was pretty cool. It was really cool. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Time to tell you about something I'm super passionate about, protecting your family. Yes, this is a life insurance ad for goliathlife.com, but to me, this is really about peace of mind. Think about insurance for a second. We all get medical and auto insurance, yet we never even know if we're going to have a need for it. Let me let you in on a little secret. You need life insurance. We're all going to die. Now, as you let that reality sink in, think about what would happen if your family stopped having your income tomorrow. If you don't have a plan for that, you need to visit goliathlife.com. And I mean, right now. And just personally, I've lost two friends in their forties this past year and a half. And I don't even want to think about what their families would be going through. Had they not had life insurance, if you don't have it, get it, protect your family. And I suggest you go to goliathlife.com because they've made the process of getting affordable life insurance. Super easy. Goliath life streamlines the life insurance process by allowing you to get quotes for more than 20 carriers within minutes. And you'll pick your terms and payments to fit your budget. You pick your price, you start the online application immediately, and even schedule the medical exam to come to you. And I've done it. 
They sent someone to my office. I skipped the phone calls, the paperwork, and the crazy invasive conversations. Goliath Life makes buying life insurance simple. There's no hidden fees, no upsells, no hassle. Hell, not even a phone call. Goliath Life is life insurance in your hands on your time. Get multiple quick quotes right now from the comfort of your own home and begin your application in a few easy clicks right now at GoliathLife.com. It you was know. amazing. I, I I was unable to go. I had a uh, little health issue come up. And Jake was supposed Jake was Jake was going to marry us. Yeah, Jake was going to marry us. I probably saved myself a lawsuit by not going. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was going to do the wedding, man. And yeah. I was really pumped to do it. And uh, unfortunately, I had a little health issue come up, and I wasn't able to go. Yeah, he couldn't uh, come. I tell you what, I I just seen her last last night. You know for the first time since the wedding and she's still glowing. I mean, just an awesome glow about her, man. Yeah. She's, she's, she's such a sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't deserve this. <laughs> uh, he's got DDP yoga. He's got this. He's got that. He's got the car. He got the house. Come on. Give me a break. Where's mine? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm jealous. But you know, uh, a buddy of mine, um, Dr. Asa, he's, he's, he does all these medical shows. He's a chiropractor, uh, um, a, um, a homeopath doc, doc, doctor, and an MD. And he does these, these, these uh, shows. And uh, he's, he's, he was one of those guys. Remember the guys, uh, they do strength for Christ and they rip phone books. Yeah. And pick the telephone. He was one of those guys. He was also a guy that was down at the power plant. While he was going to chiropractic school and he was about to get moved up to be on TV. And that's when Vince bought the company Mm. and all those guys went south, but he did a great job for it for us. And he actually said, you may kiss the bride, bro. (laughs) Oh my. It was was a lot of complete without a bro. Oh, wait, I got, I got, I got it. I got to tell you what, uh, there's a couple of comments that that uh that came up and one of them was from the one and only chris jericho when jericho hears that i got married he writes congrats dude what a great idea you're a classy mofo page and page now when someone says go fuck yourself you can (laughs) oh my gosh i mean i guess that's the that's the ultimate rib right her name now is page page Right. Yeah. <laughs> She's actually Paige McMahon Page. Oh my god. But uh she'll go by Paige Page. But I her, would too. Like so many people know her from all of her adventure stuff that she did and you know, being in that community. So I don't want her to lose her identity in any way, shape, or form. You know, but not for she, making a bad choice. Yeah, not yeah. for making a bad choice. <laughs> Here's something else. I can't pronounce this, this woman's name, but she wrote for uh um essentially sports and it's like Sovanji sin uh yeah but how would you say that i'm not uh quite quite don't worry chartery chartery whatever spell it yeah right <laughs> uh but she said this uh, in, in an article she said there are surprise birthdays but what about a surprise wedding it seems Diamond Dallas Page has brought a new trend to town, and it's brilliant. <laughs> I think it is awesome. You know yeah. I mean? It's Come the on. coolest story ever. Saved by doing it that way. Oh, dude, it still costs a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> still costs a lot of money, but dude, so you know, we're super happy, and you know, there's 
you know, there's certain people that come into your life, you know, and you get there a reason a season or a lifetime. And uh, one of the things she wrote me when we were really getting to know each other, like really like completely transparent, she had written me something that would said, uh, um, finding one's true love is finding someone who speaks your language. So you don't have to spend an eternity translating your soul. And wow. That, that, that hit me deep and like, she's saying shit. I'm like, I was just going to say that. Like we, we speak each other's language. When I start getting too up a little bit, she goes, what are you yelling for? I didn't do anything. Like completely. <laughs> deflates it. There's no poking the bear, you know? Yeah. yeah. And poking the bear don't work for me or him. I don't know about you, but it don't work anybody. For me. It works for nobody. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not, it's not a good yeah. element, but I like the fact that we can diffuse each other and, yeah, you know, it's been over two years, so yeah, you know, I, I expect it seriously to last a lifetime. So yeah, no doubt. What are you waiting for? Hurry up and go to savewithconrad.com. Hurry up and start saving money. That's what we're talking about. Keeping more of your own money. That really is what we do with savewithconrad.com. How's this for starters? No house payments for two months. And when it comes time for you to start making payments two months from now, it's gonna be the best deal you ever had. You see, not only are we going to get you the best interest rate you ever had, we're also going to help you get out of debt faster and do it with cheaper monthly payments. Now you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but if you're in a 30 year loan, it's not a matter of if we can save you money. It really is a matter of how much. And I'm sure you know, by now your house is worth more than ever before. Why not use that newfound equity to get rid of your private mortgage insurance? That PMI, as we like to call it, could save you hundreds of dollars each and every month and you could be paying it unnecessarily. Stop giving your money away. Get rid of your PMI. Get the best rate you ever had. And hey, if you've got credit card debt, what are you doing? The average interest rate is over 19% on credit cards in America, and you know you can do better than that. Plus, the interest you pay on a credit card is not tax deductible. So not only can we get you a better rate, but a greater tax deduction too. If you can get a lower monthly payment and a greater tax deduction and save tens of thousands of dollars, by paying your house off faster, why wouldn't you? Hurry, find out how much money you can save for free at SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. And that's right, don't forget, skip your next two payments at SaveWithConrad.com. Well, a, a surprise engagement and wedding might be the most DDP story ever. I mean, don't you think? <laughs> I mean, you, you just caught her out of nowhere with that damn diamond cutter there, didn't you? <laughs> I did a thing for some, I can't remember what the name of the site was, but the, he, the guy's on his knees and he's going, I just wanted to make this the most special day ever. And, she, and she's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And he opens up the box. And there's nothing in it. And she goes, no, there's no diamond. She goes, no, I got you something better. And I pop out of the, the, the clothes bar. I go diamond cutter. And I take her, take her down. <laughs> More special than a diamond. They did a whole commercial thing on it. Yeah. It was really funny. That's tremendous. Well, Jake, uh, you got any good wedding I stories? That. I was going to say, I don't think there's a, a wrestling wedding story we could ever tell. That's crazier I than Macho tell, Man and Liz. I, I will tell you this. I will be using her line in an interview coming up. Okay. Uh, I'll be putting that out there on AEW. So be ready, folks. Yeah, right. It's such a great. It's, it's a, a great line. Great. It makes you think, man. Yeah. 
Well, I don't think it's really a surprise that Jake wasn't there. I mean, candidly, even though we're, we're friends with Jake, I wouldn't have invited Jake. Have you seen what he's known to do with these receptions? We <laughs> <laughs> go back to the macho stuff. Yeah. No, yeah. we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh God. When you think about wrestling weddings, Jake, that macho man, Liz one, it's probably gotta be uh, number one. Does it not? Uh, yeah, I think, I think so. They were such strong characters, you know, I mean, they were, they were so, so super over, especially Liz. She, she was in a magic box, man, you know, and, and the way she portrayed her part and the way they did, and they took care of her by not letting her be thrown around, tossed around or doing silly things, getting involved. She was this perfect little, little China doll, you know, and, uh, then when watching them did that, man, it was, it was an awesome wedding. And, uh, it's just crazy how things are put together because uh, that was put together on the fly. Really? Yeah. 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 It, it, uh, it Madison square gardens because, um, warrior had been let go. Right. Same, same show. Was, yeah. I, I was supposed to have been doing a big angle with him. You know, you've seen all the vignettes oh, leading God. up to it. Yeah. All right. So they had just been gone that day oh my and, god and i'm like what the hell who am i gonna work with you know and because uh, i'd taken time off to do the vignettes and all this stuff and, and so then they said well we're gonna hook up with botch i'm like how mm-hmm. and then they came up with the wedding wow and you talk about i mean pat patterson and vince they they pulled that rabbit out of the hat and they put that together that day and uh <laughs> huge rating on that i remember oh, too oh, huge gosh. rating you know, and then we put the snake in the box, me and the Undertaker, and uh, which led up to some other stuff with the Undertaker later on. You know? Right, right. And what's great is that's funny. that's on the heels of of the Macho Man being quote unquote retired, and then you're the guy who gets to lure him out of retirement. And it's interesting right. to think that it really wasn't supposed to happen. It was just a no. pivot, same day, and it probably became your most iconic feud in the WWF, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's funny how. Just hooking up somebody to a Cobra gets you uh, <laughs> rating. You know? Wait a minute, Jake. You got to tell them the story about oh my God. like Mach. Yeah, yeah, Mach. And it was Vince's idea, right? That he's going to buy. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So this is classic. Go ahead. Okay. Jake. So Vince told us, you think that snake can bite somebody? I said, yeah. <laughs> bites me all the time. And he's like, okay. He says, we're going to have it bite Mach. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. You know, because we've not done that yet, you know. And uh, Mach comes to me and he's like, hey, brother, we're going to do this thing, right? And I'm like, yeah, man, that's, that's going to be so good, right? He's like, let me ask you something. <laughs> Are you sure that snake's been fixed? I'm like, fixed? Yeah, they took the venom sacks out. Well, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. <laughs> Stranger things have happened here, goddammit. So here's what we're going to do, Jake. you got to let the snake bite you first. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, let it bite you first. Now, if you don't want it to bite you, me and you've got a big problem, and we're going to have to settle it right now. <laughs> He's ready to fight. And I'm sitting there in my seat, man, like, you're killing my buzz, dude. You know? And I said, fine, whatever, whatever, man. 
if whatever, whatever, we're going to be sure I'm not going to die with bullshit, you know. A lot of people want this title, Jesus, Randy. So I have to get the cobra out. I pull up my pant leg. And boom, it bites me. He's like, oh, good. But he, right, he holds on. Oh, yeah. He, uh, those things don't do that shit. No, no, no. They, he, they lock on. So he holds on. And he's chilling. And I take him off. And Randy's like, okay, don't you dare move. Don't take no antidote. Don't take no vitamins. Don't take no pills. Don't, take, don't drink no antidote. You know, just sit there. And he sits there in a chair face to face with me, not that far away. How are you feeling, man? Oh, my. Are you starting to sweat? Man, what's wrong with you? He goes, I'm just waiting, man. How long has it been? I said, I've done this long enough. He goes, no, no, no. You sit right there. I want to make sure. So he wouldn't let me leave the room for 20 minutes, waiting to see if I started, you know, showing reactions or something, or reach for something. So finally, he's like, Okay, that'll work. So then he comes to me and he goes, Hey, brother, when that thing bites me and he lets go, bring it back to me and ask me because I may want you to hook him up again because I want this thing to really be really good. <laughs> I'm like, no problem, bro. So we get in the ring, man. I'm a little pissed off still, <laughs> rightfully so. I turned my back to Randy and I got this cobra in my hand and I slapped the piss out of it. Man, his mouth flies open. He's ready to bite somebody for just knocking the crap out of him. So when I turn to Randy and he locks on, he's locked on and I'm like watching, waiting, taking a couple of pictures of the people, you know, <laughs> waving at a few fans. And he's still chewing. So I reach, I grab the tail, you know, grab him about you know, near the head, and I, I pull, and I pull, and I, he won't let go. Holy crap. So I pull again, he won't let go. So by that time, the people are getting real quiet. When fans get quiet, that's danger. Because that means somebody's fixing to bust out and come up there. So Vince sends Piper to the ring. To tell me to get the snake off of Randy. Piper's deathly afraid of snakes. Well, so are you. I am too, but Piper doesn't have the gimmick. So <laughs> <laughs> Randy's like 15 feet away from me. I mean, uh, Piper's 15, 20 feet away from me. Vince said, get the snake off of him. <laughs> I, I'm trying. So I pull some more. He won't let go. Then he sends Elizabeth down. Vince said, now. And Piper's got her in front of him, right? He's killing himself. <laughs> so I go over and I grab the snake. And I said, oh, Randy, do you want me to bring him? Take that son of a bitch off of me. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious, man. Hey, let's run a timeout right now. I want to give you a heads up. We're going to be talking about a lot of things here on the podcast that are going to make you feel better, give you that confidence, give you that peace of mind, move you in the right direction. We're all about positivity here on the show. But here's something I'm positive of. We're all adults and some of us use nicotine to relax, focus, or just unwind after a long day. Well, Lucy is a modern oral nicotine company that makes the best nicotine gum lozenges and pouches for adults who are looking for the best, most responsible way to consume their nicotine. 
it's a new year. Why not start it out by switching to a new nicotine product that you can actually feel good about now growing up. And I'm sure eventually we'll get to Jake's testimony about smoking, but growing up, both of my parents were big smokers. I grew up hating it. It felt like we were really a slave to cigarettes. What car we went, whose house we went to, what restaurant we went to. And man, if we were in a public place, they'd have to go outside in the freezing cold to smoke. Come on. If you enjoy using nicotine, you should definitely check out Lucy's products at lucy.co. That's lucy.co and use the promo code DDP snake at checkout. Also, I have to read this disclaimer warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Of course you already knew that. Uh, but remember if you're interested in a better way to use nicotine, visit lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code DDP snake. How long do you think he was on? Did, did, they, did they stay on it the whole no, time? But no, 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 no. They cut like 40 seconds off. Mm. He held on to him for a good 30, 40 seconds. Mm. And he was just gnawing on him. Let's see that. Cobras don't have fangs. They have teeth like a fish, man. And, you know, it bled a little bit. But golly, you can scratch yourself and it'll bleed. And I, it's nothing. I mean, back in those days, I used to get a little intoxicated. You? And, yeah, I know it's hard to hear, but uh, I would go get bored in a hotel and I'd get the snake out and put it on one bed and I'd hang my arm out there and let it strike, you know, and I'd see if I could pull away in time. Those cobras are fairly slow. They don't, they don't strike like a rattlesnake. They, it coils up and then explodes. They stand and then they just fall like that quick. That's about it. So it's pretty easy to beat it. Of course, I'd be in the hotel and the phone would ring and I'd, oh, pick up the phone and forget what I was doing. The snake would bite me again. <laughs> but uh, good times. Good times. You know, that just, just went by the 30th year. Yeah, it happened October 21st, yeah. 1991, yeah. Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, wow. you, you beat Halloween? Uh, Halloween? 21st, yeah. 10 days before Halloween. Oh, 21st. Yeah. Yeah. 31st. But it did air yeah, November 21st. my favorite memory of all time in wrestling. You know, I mean, uh, is that snake attack? Yeah, yeah, man. There's something about watching that snake chew on him that, whew. I mean, to this day, if I'm with a woman, I'm having a little trouble, you know, because I'm 66 years old and I'm, you know, maybe not enthused as I should be or prepared for the, for the event that's coming. I just popped that DVD and man, watch that. Boom. I'm ready. <laughs> you know, uh, instant wood. <laughs> uh, tell me about being in the ring in that moment. I mean, you can see the, the, the video shows the, the crowd. They've never seen anything like this before. Children no, are crying. Shocked, yeah. They're in shock. And, and that's, what's so dangerous. You know, in wrestling, you learn through experience. That when people are yelling at you and throwing stuff at you and shouting stuff at you, cursing you, you're pretty safe. But when it gets quiet, they call it red hot heat. Mm. When it gets like that, there's always going to be one or two guys out there that want to save the day. And they try to, they try to take that moment from you. And I was watching, I was watching because I was expecting them to start flying in the ring at any time. And uh, of course, that's not a bad deal because when they get into the ring, it's, it's, it's so horrible for them. <laughs> they, want to be, they want to jump in and be a star. But what happens is, is they jump in the ring and they stand up and all of a sudden they realize, Oh my God, everybody's watching me now. 
yeah. and they get that deer in the headlight. Look. Right, right. And of course, that's when you blast them right in the temple and put them out of their misery. Mm. And glad to do it. So you've been in the ring for some pretty incredible moments. We've talked in the, in the episodes past guys were chanting DDT when you're in the ring yeah. with Hulk Hogan and yeah. you've had the huge baby face reactions and crowds just going bananas. But yeah. in this moment, they're not even booing. It's just total no. silence, total silence, man. And that's when it's dangerous. Did you prefer that, that though? Did I prefer it? Yeah. Just in terms of, do you want to be cheered or booed? They're chanting I, DDT I or I, no, I'd rather be booed. It's a lot safer. I know that night, uh, I went out to get into my, my rental car and, uh, there wasn't much need to get in, into it. I could have just, you know, forget about it because all the glass had been knocked out of it. Um, uh, I tried to get in and drive it off. And when I got into the car, all of a sudden it's surrounded and now they're trying to turn the car over with me in it, you know, and, uh, it was pretty exciting. That's crazy heat. Yeah. Yeah. That, that goes back to like when leaving Mexico. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jake had so much heat in AAA. Oh my God. Oh my God. But before then, we, you know, before we talk about AAA, I want to ask, we've, we've heard the story of the, we've all seen the snake bite and, and yeah. I've even heard the story of, of Jake not being sure about letting the snake bite him beforehand. But when you come back through the curtain after it's already happened, mm. what's it like? What, what does, what does Randy say? What does Liz say? What does Vince say? Vince uh, loved it. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. He loved it. Randy was like, oh, damn brother. I'm not sure what the hell, man. Cause Randy, you gotta understand Randy, man. He, he thinks everybody was out to get him. Yeah. You know, he, he, he's just the way he was wired. And, uh, you know, he, he was, well, oh my God. And he, he always thought everybody wanted his spot. I'm not like that. I never have been like but there are guys that do stupid stuff, but no, he just, he's afraid to open the door, man, because he's not sure what your intentions are. And, uh, he was, you know, he was freaking out because it was bleeding and, uh, but he was sure that it wasn't going to kill him because of this, but he worried himself into an infection. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah, his, his arm swelled up like that. Mm. Oh, it could have been because the snake was on there. Well, the so saliva and stuff got into him, you know. Uh. But he wound up getting infected and uh, stuff. And he had and he didn't quit wrestling. Of course, his arm was like this big, but uh, he kept going. But Elizabeth, she was freaked out. You know, she was totally freaked out. And uh, she she gave me dirty looks for I guess probably a couple of weeks. Mm. You know. So, and when something gets real, real, real fast out there, that's when yeah, it, it can go whole, sideways or it could be amazing. Yeah. And I think in this scenario, no matter what, it was amazing because it, that's one of the most iconic pictures in yeah. wrestling yeah. and wrapped up in the ropes with the, and Jake right above him, man. You know, that's the whole thing with, <clears throat> you know, it's like when I did the thing with uh, earthquake. Vince wanted me to be knocked out of the ring and not see earthquake do the squash on the snake, which wasn't in there, which wasn't in there. Right? <laughs> no, there was actually the people out there. There was actually, you know, cause the, the, S, the S, ESP or SPCA was there. They had the head lady in that city be there to check the snake before and after the squash. And what happened was we had two bags, one underneath the ring. Well, 
they throw it underneath the ring. So I go out and I reach and I grab the other bag and put it back in the ring. Of course, that one was filled with my idea, by the way, pantyhose filled with hamburger meat. Mm. That way, whenever he squished it, blood would come out of it, mm. you know? And, uh, but my argue, my point was Vince, if we want real heat, tie me in the ropes and make me watch my wife be raped. Right. That's right. the heat. Yeah. That's Not if heat. I wake up and I'm outside the ring on the floor and I, and I look back in the ring and I don't know what happened. There's no heat there. Yeah. Let me have to watch. And I have to say, pat myself on the back. I did a brilliant job of reacting. Yeah, I remember that. To that. You know, opening, kicking your opening feet. the bag and, and oh my God, no, yeah. and just pushing myself away from it. And that's the thing. Learning how to sell, guys, is so important. It's it's mo- the most important thing you can do in wrestling, I think. You know, you um as a wrestling fan, we hear you gotta sell to the guy in the top row and all that. So I understand that, you know, there's a lot of physical movement that is required yeah. so they can see. But I've, yeah. I've also heard that Vince say that this is your moneymaker, that this is the reaction yeah. that, that it's your face. What's your take on that? Jake, how much is your facial expression? How much is the physical for the fans in the crowd? Maybe in the cheap seats. I believe, I believe that your whole body has to react. If it doesn't, it's not real. Think about it. If you're in a car wreck, you know, you get out and you're checking yourself all over. Yes. And you're screaming at somebody. And then you're going to look at the car, everything that's involved. You're going to check out. That's why I feel like you've got to let your whole body react to anything. If you're selling your arm, then you got to see the pain in the face. Is it hurting in the shoulder? You're protecting it. You're protecting it. How are you protecting it? By putting the hand, the other hand out and pushing away, trying to keep the guy off of you because you're hurt. You're wounded. It's common sense. And just to interject, like, that's the kind of shit that Jake would teach me on the road. Mm. When we were on there together and we look back at what I was doing, he goes, why were, you, why were you doing this? Because what would you do in the real scenario? You'd get your hand up and pull off your throat. You know, you'd be kicking your feet around. You'd be trying to move your body. You know, he would give me all those little, like, now you got to go out there and figure that out. But you got to think, shoot. And work. You know, if a guy's choking you, you're not going to have your hands out here doing this. Right. You're already trying to scratch his face. Get those damn hands off of him. That's like the guy that his leg's been worked on for five, six minutes, and then he gets in a corner, and the guy turnbuckles him, and he runs across the ring and hits a turnbuckle. Are you serious? Collapse halfway. What's that hurting? Nothing. It's making it real. Getting it real, the element of doubt. So let's circle back to the, the macho man, Liz thing, you know, that is maybe the most iconic feud. I think I remember, I I know a lot of maybe older fans would remember the, 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 the DDT on the floor from Saturday night's main event with Ricky steamboat. But for me, the snake, man, I was 10 years old at the time. And it made such an impression, especially when they ran it with the big X over it. Which again, just builds the intrigue even more. Like it it must be really bad and genius move by WWF. I had, I had guys come to me and are you pissed off? They put the X over it. I said, are you kidding me? (laughs) That makes it even more. It does. Why do you say that? I said, because it lets the human mind decide what's behind the X. 
Everybody in the world fears something, something. What's, what's your idea of the worst way to die? Well, I don't want to drown. You know, somebody else doesn't want to be shot or cut, whatever. So that's your worst fear. When you put an X over something, where does your mind go? To your worst fear. And it shows the pain of that. So that's where you've got to let the fan decide how bad it is. One of the best angles I ever saw was in Louisiana back on the 70s. And Bob Sweetan was the heel. And he had a loaded boot. You know, and he had tapped the boot and something would slide in the boot and he would kick the guy and that'd be the end of the match. Everybody knew he had a loaded boot, but they couldn't prove it. Until Ken Mantell in a match tied Sweet Tan up in the ropes and stole his boot. All right? Stole the boot. Now, Mantell carried it to every town. He put the boot in the corner. Sweet Tan would try to get it back, but he wouldn't be able to. Well, then they're going to they're gonna have a match on television. And here's the deal, folks. Sweet Tan against Mantell. If Sweet Tan wins, he gets his boot back. If Mantell wins, he gets the title. That's the deal. They promote it for two weeks. Comes the day of the match. Sweet Tan goes to the ring. No Mantell. Where the hell is he? Why would he miss this? Something must be wrong. Already creating the doubt. Sweet Tan's in the ring barking. Hey, I, he's not here. I win. I win. No, no. We're going to give him some time to get here. So they let it go three-fourths through the show. And about five minutes before the end, Mantell staggers into the arena, bloody, mud on him, looks like he's been through hell. And Sweet Tan sees him, and Sweet Tan takes off. A week later, they interview Mantell, and he goes, I don't want to talk about what happened, but Sweet Tan knows. Ask him. Won't you ask him what happened? You know, that hotel, and just by them saying that hotel, I must have met 200 people that actually went by that hotel and seen Sweet Tan and three of his friends beating the shit out of Mantell before the show. <laughs> the human mind is a place you can play. Yeah. Theater of the all, mind. And we all want to be a part of that. We want to believe. Yes. Yeah. Of course we do. It's yeah. like Santa Claus, bro. It goes all the way back to that. Yeah, man. When you're a kid, you want to, when you find out, you don't, what? Like, yeah. you, if you really believe, and now you're going to knock that out, that's like a <clears throat> magic moment in a kid's life that as they get older, oh, I didn't really believe in them, but inside, they know they did. Oh, they're, they're <clears throat> devastated, man. And take it away, you know? And that's why, that's why I was... I had a lot of mixed feelings when Vince like exposed the business and I know he did it because of money and not, not wanting to pay the wrestling commission because yeah. we're entertainers. We're not wrestlers. Like, you know, always having that element of doubt and people still to this day yeah. will ask me, man, like, was that, was that fake? Was that real? Like, what was that? You know, like, how do you fake those chair shots? You don't, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's I always always consider that the greatest compliment when a fan came up and says, you know, Jake, I know wrestlers think that time that that guy did that, you were pissed off. When Rick Rude 
approached your wife, you went crazy. Mm. I know that was real. And then I think to myself, Jake, you did that one right. <laughs> you did that one right. And when fans got angry and attacked me or something, I considered myself doing the job very well. When the old woman cut me with a knife, 70-something years old, it cuts me with a box cutter as I'm going to the ring. I turn around and I see the security. They got this old woman down. I think she's had a heart attack, you know? So I turn like, man, is she going to be okay? Like, is she going to be okay, man? She just cut you. What, what did she do? She didn't cut me. Look at your arm. That son of a bitch. And I, mm. I put a boot to her, you know? Yeah, Not you a solid one. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> but I talked to her after the match. And she was crying. They were arresting her. And she told me that she had walked in the room and her grandchildren were watching wrestling. And there was Jake the Snake putting a snake on somebody. And she made the comment of, by God, that son of a gun needs his kicked. So I'd teach him a lesson. And they all laughed at her. Oh, Granny, get out of here. You're just blowing air. They disrespected her. It took, she took it to heart. She had never been to a wrestling match before that night. But she came down there to cut me and to prove that her grandkids, that she wasn't full of shit. And I gave her a big hug and thanked her. You know, I just... Now, the guy that shot at me, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> this year, it's time to get off the couch and get back into the bedroom. Blue Shoe can help. Guys, we know that confidence can take you far in life. And when you feel confident, you're at your best, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as both Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. You can take these dudes anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, the process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And here's the best part. It's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Bluetooth tablets are made in the USA, prepared and shipped directly to your door, all in a discreet package. And guys, I've heard the lady say there's nothing sexier than confidence. Well, Bluetooth can help give you that confidence you need where it counts. And if you can benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Bluetooth can help. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Bluetooth for free. And use our special promo code DDP snake at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. The promo code is DDP snake to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank bluechew for sponsoring today's podcast. Yeah. Jake really went through all that, you know, back when people really, there's people who thought it was just real. And even if they didn't think it was real, real, you know, like, I, you know, like we're reviewing heels every week, you know, when I look at someone and it's really making me like dislike the character, doing like, a good job, doing a good job, man. You know, and that's one of the things we might as well talk about heels now, right? Um, what do you think? Segway? Oh, Real sure. Big yeah. Big. Might as well. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're plugging it every single week. If you guys haven't already, we want you to go check out heels, the show on yeah. stars. Uh, season one is in the can. We understand they're working on season two now. And we've talked about episode one and episode two, but episode three is called cheap heat. And this is where we, uh, we start to hear about a wrestling veteran named Ricky rabies who wait, 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 say that, say that, say that. Cause I just want to say 
let's just talk before we get in there, before we get into that, let's, I want to talk about the finish. Because, you know, we can talk about the finish, the end of the show, and two. And what's really unique about the end of that, you know, if you go through episode two, if you haven't seen it, stop watching. Or just, you know, go watch and get caught up. Because I'm going to tell you what happened. It's not like a, it's not like a, uh, a cliffhanger, but it's part of building the character and the story. And that's what I really love because the first episode, kind of hard to watch a little bit, you know, but they were trying to, you know, explain to people like who have no idea what wrestling is, what wrestling is. And then how it's done. And in this episode, yeah, I should say that in the second episode, they started to build the characters and you see his wife say, you know, there's squirrels up in our attic. Can you get up there and, you know, get them out? And, uh, you know, and then later you see in the show, you see um, Jack, uh, who is played by uh, um, Stephen Emile. Um, you see Jack in what his real job is, is being a, a you know, lawn- lawnmower salesman and the big ass tractor drill. And he's trying to sell it to one guy. And he says, you know, he said, me and my dad, I'll never forget it, man. He'd be out there cutting that lawn and he, you know, he'd bring me up and he let me drive and he's drinking a beer and, you know, and he's going through this, this memory to get that guy's memories are made on tractors. Yeah. If, if it didn't sell, but he was trying to create the memory. And what I love about the finish is you see Stacy and uh, um, Allison Lips. She she's beautiful. She got Elizabeth beautiful. Yeah, yeah. You know, she girl next door beautiful. But you know, she, she is starting to develop this character where she she cures those friggin' squirrels, goes up, pop. She kills the stuff. Looks out at her son, and he's playing soccer, and the grass is this high. And she gets out there. She didn't ask him to mow it. No, she yeah, right. She yeah. asked him to mow it. And she's like, well, I guess I'm going to have to do that too. And there's a moral to the story coming up. But, you know, she pops the beer and she's out cutting the lawn. And how many of the boys in real life? Exactly. That's, My point. that's the reality of the what reality is when you become a wrestler and you're in love with it. Like I was, like he was, nothing else matters except wrestling. You eat it, you breathe it, you smell it, you taste it, you live it. Your brain does not have time for anything else. It's such a passion that takes over your body. It's incredible. I can't tell you how many things I missed because. To me, the most important thing was going out there and doing my thing, man. Uh, I know that even in the days. Right, wrong, or indifferent. Right. Even in the days when I was, you know, doing what I shouldn't have been doing. If I got messed up the night before and I felt like crap and they asked me to put in 15 minutes in the match, I'd go in and put, put 30 in. Why? You feel like crap and you're going to, you're going to push yourself that hard. Yes. Why? Because I felt like if I didn't, I was cheating the fan and I will not ever cheat the ring because to me, that was my wife. The ring was, was that's the only thing that mattered, you know? And I, I wish to hell that, you know, looking back at hindsight's 2020. So, you know, yeah, but, 
If you've got the passion for it, you're going to live it, breathe it, lick it, chew it, bite it, and nothing else matters. And what happens is, is the wife winds up stepping in and saving the home. Right, right. The home. She's the glue that keeps it all together. We all think we're the studs. We're not the studs, man. Our wives were the studs. They're at home dealing with everything. I mean, everything. Finances, all of it. Doing it all. And, and you can see, like, uh, throughout that episode, too, and it's going to just get even more dense. It, it, it start, it's the beginning of this being a wrestling show, but it's not a wrestling show. It's about family and community and all the heartaches and the ups and the downs of love. Wrestling is just something that they're doing. It's kind of like when we did the, the resurrection of Jake the Snake. It wasn't about wrestling. It was about brotherhood and, and caring about each other and helping each other. And just happened to be about three wrestlers. You know, it wasn't about, you know, and that's what I like started really starting to happen episode two. So going into episode three, sorry for breaking your eyes there, Conrad. <laughs> oh no, all good. Listen, I, I'm excited to talk about it and I love you guys perspective. And I think it's cool that, you know, we started this episode talking about your wedding and now you're a married man <laughs> with a new wife. And now right. we're talking about the wife. Well, component. Before we go to three, I want to mention something else on two. It's when the two brothers are sitting down and they make the deal where the brother's not ever going to get beat again. It's, you know, how many promoters have told you you're getting the big push and then you didn't get crowned? Oh, do you know how many okay. times? <laughs> so when that happened. Not even a big push, a push. When it, and it went left. Yeah, or even a match. Yeah, a match, yeah. right. When, that, when I watched that, I, I looked at it and I went, really? This business has been built on broken promises. <laughs> so true. So true. So true. But episode three, yeah, living life, man. And here's what I like. These, some of these guys that are doing this pretty damn smart. They are really starting to develop the characters and give you the backstories about it. Uh, I like the fact that they're bringing up uh, something that needs to be talked about more suicides. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. What happens there, you know, and uh, the emotions of a wrestler are magnified a hundred times life or death. Every moment can't live without the dream. You see the brothers, they got that dream. They can't live without it. To hell with everything else. To hell with girlfriends. To hell with mowing the grass or doing my job selling tractors. You see him blow off. Well, never mind. I can't. Yeah, you don't want to get into it. But, but the one thing that you're going off of, this was episode two, which I really loved. It's like, Without this, we're ordinary people, and we're not ordinary people. And it doesn't have to be at the show where we got to. It doesn't have to be the ultimate show, no. Hall of Fame shit. We're talking about guys who are independent. I went down to Nightmare Factory last uh, about a couple months ago. I went down a couple months ago, and the to see what they do there, where they bring in guys who some guys are working, some guys are green as grass, and they train them for three months. And then they they do a show and they do it like you would do a show with music and Live entrances, ever cameras, you know, uh, Ray Lloyd uh, Glacier, a.k.a. Glacier is doing color commentating. 
they create, this is taking like fantasy baseball to a different level because they're actually teaching. And some of these guys Make, end up on dark. Yeah. You know, they're not, they're not going to get, you know, the giant push, but what who knows man? what happens. I started out doing jobs. They we were, all did. Yeah, you know, for a long time, you know, I did them. And it's just getting that that feeling of being that. So here's these little small, this small town, you know, I can't remember if it's Conyers or whatever town they are filming in, or Duffy. That's it. Duffy is the, the town. I don't know if that's real or not. I hope so. Uh, but it's 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 becoming kind of magical, you know? And that's why I want wrestling fans to go and watch this and support this. And we're not getting paid to say this. No. No one, no. me and Jake, before we started this, I said, have you heard about this show, Heels? He said, yeah, I heard of it. I said, man, I just watched it all the way through. And no one's talking about it. And something happens in this third episode, and I'll let you do the lead in here because it's super cool. And I like the way they start to work in some of the real boys into this episode. So lead, lead that in, Car- uh, Conrad. Duffy is a uh, fictitious sound, uh, town. It's sort of like oh, uh, Greenbow, Alabama, like in Forrest Gump. I was Gump. wanting to move there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, now we're trying to drum up some heat for the DWL, the Duffy wrestling league. And, uh, Jack Spade is now looking to bring back, uh, the Wiley veteran, the super popular Ricky rabies, who we know is CM Punk. Uh, it's pretty cool to see, uh, one of the boys here get a, uh, a role. I thought that was a cool touch. You know what I like the most about it. First of all, the badger. <laughs> I love that. I love the gimmick that they threw into it. I like the valet that they threw it, how they did that. You watch it. We'll talk about that next week. Um, but knowing CM Punk and knowing from now, I mean, the day I look back, right when this had aired originally, CM Punk was showing up in AEW. Yeah. Like it couldn't have been a bigger push. And he had the one of the most incredible, when I say incredible comebacks from the people, I mean the reaction. The reaction after seven years oh, and getting his his butt kicked in uh, in UFC. You thought that might have knocked him down? Like no, no nobody cares. Like he's CM Punk. Win or lose, they don't care. Man. They don't care. They don't care they what happened you. there. Hey, respected him for giving it a shot. You know, but you got to be raised in that stuff to to be a real contender. But he gave it a shot, but it didn't hurt him at all. All it did was let people know what a hard worker he is. But what I love, because I know I, I don't know him. I know him, but I don't know him, know him. Like we know <laughs> each other. But I when sometimes you see somebody, you know, oh, that's whoever that is. But they put the, you know, the gimmick way got him and he became Ricky Ravy, is it? That's what is yeah. it? we do. Yeah, he became that guy, not CM Punk. I didn't, I no. didn't, I was, I was. I didn't realize it was CM Punk. You guys told me just now. I just didn't I swear, I swear to God. Seriously? I swear to God. Oh, that's tremendous. You can't get a better compliment. That sucks. Than that. that that's, that's amazing. Oh, and, my uh, God. I just realized it. I'm becoming a mark for this show. <laughs> <laughs> 66 years I made it. Uh, but I really, I really like his performance in it. Um, great. I, you know, for Jake not to even know, I did, you know, um, it was great. He was a little hokey at points, but he is what the 80s 
type was. was a lot of that was yeah. that and you know pre you know he was getting paid much better you know most of those guys are making 25 you know or 50 bucks for yeah. the night maybe yeah. you know um but uh i really i really like cm punk's performance i look forward to seeing him in other things now as an actor because he's got some chops what did you what did you think about the water tower scene I loved it. How many times have you been on that water tower? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> A lot. Yeah. We're not going to tell what happened. man. Yeah. It was, I've man. been there. The first time I went there was in Vancouver, British Columbia. And I was green as a gourd. And I went out there and they gave me a break because they basically didn't have anybody else to give it to. Uh, Vancouver was a place at the time that you went there if you couldn't get a job anywhere else. <laughs> and that's where I was at. But I'd been sent there by Buck Robley to learn and to create my character. But it, it worked. My character worked. And by process of elimination, there was nobody else to give it to. And I got the shot. And there was an old timer there named Moose Morowski. Now, Moose Morowski was a 300-pound man. Built solid and he took me in the ring we worked a program there and at the time they were you know they were bringing two thousand vans in you know every week monday night and we worked a program and we were moose was able to drag me through it and we built it up to a cage match and we sold the place out a little over ten thousand people wow and walked into the ring that night i started crying <laughs> when I got in the ring, I was crying. And Moose just looked at me and winked at me. He had a mask on. He winked at me. And he came over and he knocked the shit out of me. He said, all right, kid, let's go to work. <laughs> and we went to work. And we had a great match. It all, you know, it worked out. And uh, the high, that was the high. And, of course, the low was the following week I got a shot at the champ, who was a very, very old Gene Koniski, owner of the company, who, be who beat me two straight falls and killed me right there, dead as a doornail. <laughs> and they went to drawing 1,500 people a week, and I left. You know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, 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 tower, the water tower thing, man, fans that watch it, every wrestler, every wrestler has had that moment. I literally wrote down, you feel great for Bobby. Oh, gotcha. You feel great gotcha. for Bobby, the water tower. And I didn't really like it, you know, because the Bobby character uh, is... Um, the pussy. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah he, he's, a, he's just a... He, he's not someone you believe, like, he's, some guys are really like that, but yeah. some guys are. Yeah. And as we go on, the development of his character... You know, you really start to say, wow, <laughs> this guy, he's good. He's he good. might have something. Yeah, he but, might. You know, might. <clears throat> at the end of this thing, I wrote down living life. Wrestling fans, I mean, people are people. Fans are fans. Wrestling fans are the dynamite we like by taking them on a ride, whether the wrestler knows it or not. That's a fact. There's nothing better. No greater feeling in the world and being a wrestler because you're not on a team. It's you and one other man. And you have control of everybody's emotions that are sitting in those seats. 
And if you fail them, you'll know it. If you make them happy, you'll know it. If you pop them, it's the most incredible feeling in the world. It's magical. It's, it's Alice in Wonderland. It's everything. And that's what wrestlers feel. I'll shut. Well put. That's good, man. Well, that feels like a nice way to uh, wind down episode five. I can't believe we've got uh, five of these going now, Jake. How are you feeling about podcasting so far, dude? Oh, it's easier than working. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I've, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. I've talked to Dallas about doing it before. And the reason being, not because I, I, I want making the money is great, but I want to put some of this knowledge that I've attained that's rubbed off on me. That's been tossed in my pockets that you can remember again. I can remember again <laughs> because I'm sober and straight and feel wonderful. All you alcoholics out there, there are hope. There is hope. You can do it. I did it. I just want to get out there and tell people that life is good. Life is real good, man. And what you got to do is you just kind of got cut it back to being simple again, man. Watch the kid run across the front lawn. Watch that. What's the wife cooking and making you a meal, preparing it, sweating over it? Watch her when she comes out of the shower and smiles at you. Life is good. Life is real good. But you got to get sober to have it. And that's one of the things like Jake, you know, we, we did a, a, we would occasionally do like, where are you now, Jake? Cause just a, people wanted to know like, what, how's Jake doing now? Yeah. You know? And so we had done one and you called me afterwards. He said, yeah. dude, that was really good, man. I said, well, you know, it's funny you say that because Jake literally, you know, he texts me on his way to the airport saying, dude, that was amazing. That was really magical with us. We, we shared stories back and forth. He goes, it's time. We got to do this. I know you don't want to do it. I know you're too busy, but I mean, I'd really appreciate if you make the time and, and do this with me. I said, well, there's only one way we're doing it. I go, that's what I call, call Conrad. <laughs> so if, we can't, if we can't get Conrad, we're not doing not it. Doing it. Like, so I want someone who really knows this and just lead us where to go. And, and then we don't even really think about it. I love the heels thing that we're doing because it's something that's different. And, you know, give you don't want to hear something you hear on every single podcast. No. And you're never going to really hear we might get a little bit negative at times, but most times we're positive people. Well, I'm telling you, the, yeah. that show deserves to be watched. They, they should have put it out there in a bigger light or something because what I see them doing now with the, the backfill and the characters and bringing this darkness out and showing where these kids came from and what you know what's going on in their lives. I mean, I would love. I, I don't want to do a cameo in the show. I just want to bang that one chick. Um, <laughs> and they're not afraid to show that either. Oh, I love and that. I can be known to throw some F-bombs. Oh, my God. But be it's like there's nine F-bombs in that one sentence. Oh, my God. Which I love because that, that's us. Knowing an F-bomb, they're showing the F-bomb. Yeah, they're, they're showing it's like it's it's so wholesome yeah. and it's friggin' not. You know, well, there's, nothing, there's nothing it's not real wholesome about sex. No, you know what I mean. But I'm saying, you know, for people who watch, if you can't see that, don't watch, you know, because there's nudity and not, but it's not strong. No, it's not it's not porn. She's showing her arena rat. Yeah, so, and, and don't even call her that because that no. crystal, she's she's amazing. Oh, I was talking about the bartender. 
Oh, the bartender. Yeah. <laughs> and she yeah. strives for success. Yeah. yeah. She was she was good though. She was she good. Meant to be used. And they use they use it in proper terms. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And again, we ain't getting paid to say this. We it's something different. Nobody's We're not talking even about. hinting that you should pay us, but <laughs> if you feel guilty, call Conrad. Well, sponsor our show. Because you know what? Next time I can see down the line. We're just talking about this, but friggin', they always do like the thing after the show. Yeah. Yeah. Once this gets to what did what did you tell me on Rotten Tomatoes it had? Oh, what dude, it? it's it's unbelievable, especially when you compare it to other shows like other popular shows. And that really caught me off guard because I enjoyed the show, but I didn't know it was so well received, but over on rottentomatoes.com, it has a 96% approval rate. Wow. 96%, wow. which is just crazy. When you think about it, like I, I always love that show Ozark over on Netflix. And I think love it's Ozark. one of their Ozark. more successful shows, but even that show has 81%. Holy shit. So yeah, it's, it's like I said a couple of weeks ago. It's a, it's represent rep, rep, It makes me reminds me of when I was watching Friday Night Lights. Yeah, nobody was watching. It was one of the best shows ever. If you're a sports guy and you liked stories about family and really stuff that's happening and that whole football, which I'm a big football mark, you know, and so is Jake. But True. that show was unbelievable. But they couldn't get picked up and they went direct TV and, and, and played for seven years. The whole thing is it's on stars and a lot of people don't get stars. But this is one of the shows that could actually put them on the map. I was really absolutely. happy to hear they got a second season and it's for the wrestling fans. Yeah, absolutely. You, know, you absolutely. want to support it and check it out and you don't have to like it, you yeah. know, but, uh, but you, you will. But you will. <laughs> yeah, hey, and I think that's a great point up. because I want to mention that if you support this type of content, they will create more of it. Uh, hey, so right. and in addition to that, this is a great opportunity for there to be potentially new shows that are spun off or new shows that are in this vein that give the boys an, a, a, another opportunity to earn a living and it gets Absolutely. more attention to the product overall. So if you really are a wrestling fan and you're not watching heels, I hate to say it, but shame on you a little bit. This is an opportunity right. to level up the whole thing. Like the rock doing what he has done has been so great for all of wrestling. This could be oh, oh another big thing. So support this. Okay. Something else you guys need to start supporting too. cameo. Oh yeah. Cameo. I love doing cameo. <laughs> it's a way for fans to have a little interaction with the, their star, whether it be a wrestler or a football player or a movie star, whatever. But I love doing these things because I get on them and you know, they ask for 30 seconds uh, you know, <laughs> and they give you some information about the, what they want and uh, what, what they're like. And then you just cut a promo on them. I love doing it. I, I get some really good ones, man. I mean, it's great to wish people happy birthday and all that stuff or congratulations on the marriage. But I got one the other day. A guy was divorcing his wife, and he let me cut a promo on her, man. Oh he, gave me, he gave me a five-star rating uh, and tipped me. Oh, that's awesome. It was absolute. Oh, I loved it. Oh, I gave him like two and a half minutes, man. He was so happy. Uh, yeah. I wish I had just sent that to her instead of breaking her myself. Uh, yeah. I had some good ones, man. And uh, uh, cameos a way for you fans to, to have a talk with us, you know, and um, – I suggest you do it. It's a blast, man. I enjoy it. And, uh, you know, for any, I mean, I've, I've quit a job for a guy 
He went in and played it for his boss. <laughs> Shove this job up your ass, you know. Jake the Snake Roberts said so. But mine are a little different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, got, he got an infomercial he plays. You know, for about nine minutes. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're long, but I but I really talk about. He's serious about. It. No, I really talk. I, every two times out of ten people that I'll get will be. Can you help me? You know, yeah. get back up, man. Yeah. And you know, I'm falling down. I'm falling away. I, 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 I just need some, I need you to kick my ass. And I don't do it harshly. You know, I'll, I'll say a couple of things. He but encourages you. Yeah, but, I, but I, I, I put you on the right path. And, and a lot of people are just like happier how someone's doing so well. Like probably half of mine are wrestling and 25% are wrestling DDPY. And the other 25 is just DDPY, yeah, I, which I is pretty amazing. A lot of people struggling with addiction that ask for help. And uh, and I get, I try to give it to them, man, and encourage them. Uh, but it's a blast. It's a good thing. So Cameo, check it out. Check it out. Something else you're telling me about the bed. What about the bed? Oh, the bed, the, the, the coolers for the bed. Uh, yeah, what was that? The one, the, the, oh, what's, chilly what's sleep. My goodness. Chill, you, what? Chili, chili sleep. Sounds like it's something you should eat. <laughs> oh man, you guys are gonna absolutely fall in love with it. Megan and I have have fallen in love with chili sleep. It's a mattress cover. It goes over your existing mattress, and they've got right. a little gimmick they'll put on either of your nightstands, and it pumps air through. And you have like a remote control in your phone. It's an app on your phone, and you decide: is your bed hot? Is your bed cold? Maybe in the winter you want to get into a warm bed, but then as you sleep, it cools you down. But then you want to warm up to wake up. Whatever. Megan wears one of those little bracelets that monitors all of your health and stuff. But prior to chili sleep, she had 12 disturbances a night. She's got two a night. Now our rim sleep is through the roof. We're feeling better than ever. Thanks to chili sleep. Yeah. I know you guys are going to send it to us. So we'll give you, yeah, they're going to send, they're going to hook us up. Connor's going to hook them up. They want to, uh, that's just, we wanted them. So we'll try them. You know, you know, anything only gets two interruptions per hour per night total. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Shame on you. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I did that test, man. And you know what mine was? What? 87. 87 interruptions. Yeah, that's when they put me on the CPAP. <laughs> Are you feeling better yeah, with the CPAP? Oh, he was miserable. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. That and the strips. Breathe right strips, you man. Know, Those are the I way wear, to go. I wear the strips on the nose. Oh my God, I can breathe. Yeah. And if this ain't like a commercial people would be like, if we talk about shit, yeah. like it's like we use it. He turned, he turned me onto it. Uh, I don't know, about a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, he said, dude, I know you have, pr- I have trouble breathing. Cause I broke this nose, you know, bringing, I don't know when I was 12 and I broke it six times after that. So, I mean, I, I can breathe now for, because of that, the Navage thing that I'm using, yeah. but, but that strip, Gives me a better sleep too. So There's something about pressing down right here that opens up your nasal cavity. I know I used to use it when I did cocaine. I'd hold the <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> one of the reasons why you need that strip. <laughs> I need that strip to go over my mouth <laughs> sometime. Oh yeah. And see you guys next week. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you guys week. next week right here on DDP <laughs> snake pit.